wherever you're joining from, we're excited to worship with you. And we invite you into this time to celebrate and praise the one true King, Jesus. We're going to start by singing No Longer Slaves.
Lord, I cannot give an answer. But this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. Thank you, Jesus. Well, good morning, good morning. I hope you're doing well today. Uh, good to see everyone uh, on this uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Hope that you are having a great time together with your family. I know we are uh, with ours. Uh, a couple things to let you know about here real quick that I want to just point out. We, um, we prepared, uh, Burlington Christian Church prepared 15 different baskets of food for 15 different families. Thank you to those of you who did that and made that possible. You made 15 families very happy this weekend and uh, and, and very thankful that, that God uses his people to do great things. So thank you for that. Also, yeah, it's a bummer. Somebody turned the corner and nailed our mailbox. Again, this is not the first time, but thanks to Andy, law we now have a new mailbox it's a little stretched in the picture but you get the idea thank you andy for doing that appreciate you bro we're looking at possibly using core 52 for the year 2021 it's 52 weeks of bible study and uh by mark moore a professor at ozark christian college who's no longer at ozark but was there when i was there and a uh, great study so kind of be thinking about that as we move into the next year for for your family or personal bible study time we are living on a prayer it's what we've been talking about and uh so so uh, excited to share another message with you today i'm going to make this very brief uh because uh it's a great weekend and we just want to keep this uh simple and and uh to the point first of all let me let me remind you We've been talking about prayer now for a number of weeks. We said prayer is turning to God. It's giving God our attention. That's what prayer is. It's also, prayer is also, number two, it's hosted by the Holy Spirit. You have to have the Holy Spirit living in you to be able to communicate with the Father. He is the one in you that is communicating with the Father. Otherwise, you're just talking to yourself. The Holy Spirit is the one who comes to dwell in us when we give our life to Christ and he's the one that's communicating with the Father. You gotta have the Holy Spirit. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and been immersed into him and received the forgiveness of sin that God offers us and the gift of the Holy Spirit, as we read in Acts 2.38, then, then you may wanna do that. You need to think about that as you're talk, thinking about being grateful. The greatest thing that you could be grateful for this weekend is your relationship with Jesus. Number three, prayer is a team effort. Played a little softball and invited the guys in to our worship gathering. And, and we said that prayer is a team effort. You need to pray by yourself. We all do. Jesus did. He taught us to. But he also said, pray together. And when people pray together, powerful things happen. So that's why you're together as a family this weekend, to pray together, to be thankful to God. Give him praise together and watch God do amazing things, okay? And the last thing, last week we had our first responders here. And we invited them in and appreciated them because we appreciate what they do. 
And we said that prayer is an about face. It's turning from where we're going and turning directly back to God. Now today, what I want to tell you about is that prayer is about being thankful. Prayer is about being thankful. And um, thankfulness is what Thanksgiving is all about. It's in fact, it's right there in the name Thanksgiving, right? So we're going to give thanks. Well, we're not just going to give thanks to everybody and anybody, even though we do thank people for things. Primarily, we want to give God thanks because every good and perfect gift comes from above. It's God who blesses us. No one else. It's the Lord. Everything comes through him. Everything good comes through him. Everything evil comes through the enemy. And God is able to use all things for his good, for those who love him. So we're thankful and we're going to talk about being thankful today because prayer is about being thankful. A couple quotes real quick. Think about this. What if you woke up tomorrow with only the things that you thanked God for today? Okay, think about that. That's, this, is, this is about living a thankful life. This is about every day being thankful to God. When we're not thankful, we don't take we don't take time to say, God, thank you for the air I breathe. Thank you for another heartbeat. Thank you for the blessings that I have. Even though everything isn't perfect all the time, my life isn't like one big rainbow. You know, there's a lot of clouds at times that pass through. But that's okay because the good things that God blesses us with far outweigh the negative. And we want to live thankfully. So make sure every day you're thanking God for what you have. Just live a grateful life. That alone will lift you into a place where you'll be more appreciative. Your outlook will be better and everything will be better for you. Just be careful. If God blessed you tomorrow with only the things you are thankful for today, would you even have anything tomorrow? Secondly, another quote here, gratitude is of the very essence of worship. And so if we claim to be worshipers of God, if you're a believer and you live a life of worship to God and you, you gather together with other believers and sing praises to him and worship him, the very essence of worship, your life and, and what we do together as we sing songs of praise to God is, is thankfulness. It's saying, God, we not only know you're there, but we give you thanks for walking with us, for being with us, and for moving in our lives. There's so many things we should be thankful for to God. And one more quote I want to share with you, or thought, is this. Our degree of gratitude is a measure of our love for God. Think about that. Our degree of gratitude, how much we're thankful is a direct measure or reflection of the love that we have for him and how much we are acknowledging that he is good and that he is a part of our life. The more grateful we are to God, the more we could say that we understand what he's done and appreciate him. And when we're not grateful, it's not because God hasn't blessed us. It's because we aren't seeing it. We're not looking at it. We're looking at the negative things of the world rather than the good things that God has given to us. So I want to share with you that our passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Paul is writing to the believers in Corinth and he's encouraging them to rely on the Holy Spirit. If you look at that chapter 
And that spirit is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And so now Paul is saying, hey, you keep your eyes on him, rely on the spirit. And he comes to verse 15 and look what he says. He says, all of this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose hearts, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And so we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. That's cool. That's a great passage of scripture. That's one that should grab our attention and help us to go, whoa, time out. Let me refix my gaze. Let me, let me rethink what I'm doing. Let me get my mind back where it needs to be. And so I want to share with you just a couple things about thankful prayer, about when it comes to prayer, facing God, giving God our attention, and then coming to him with a heart of thanksgiving. Look what, um, look what Paul says to the Corinthians. First thing he says is this. He says um, some things about prayer, uh, being thankful. He says this. Thankfulness, thankfulness happens, first of all, when the gospel is shared. Okay, do you see that? Thankfulness happens when the gospel is shared. Think of what happens to the person sharing the gospel and a person receiving the gospel. When you share your faith with somebody and they are beginning to get it. Think of the joy, think of the thankfulness that comes in that. He says, look what he says. He says, he says, he says, for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people would cause thanksgiving to overflow. Okay? How do you overflow thanksgiving in your life and in the world around you? You share the good news. You share the grace of God. You share the gospel with other people. And the result of that for everyone around is this overflowing thankfulness. You want thankfulness to, to be a bigger part of your life? Go share the gospel. Go share the good news with people. How precious, the scripture says, are the feet that bring good news. You know, we could come in here in the auditorium and we could sit in pews and listen to sermons every day, but that isn't going to get us anywhere. It's going to not matter one little bit. It isn't going to bring joy to our hearts. It's going to become ho-hum. But when you go, your feet march out these doors and you take the good news to the street and you share it with a neighbor or a friend or somebody you meet and you share the gospel, that brings a sense of not just satisfaction to your own heart and their heart, but a sense of thankfulness that God cares about all people. And he wants everyone to say, be saved. How blessed, how precious are the feet 
who bring good news, the scripture says. That's beautiful. And did you know that all of heaven rejoices? The only, only time we really hear about heaven rejoicing and throwing up this big party and celebration is when one sinner comes to repentance. That sets heaven in a celebratory time of praise and thanksgiving and shouting and screaming and thankfulness and happiness. And so here's the deal. Great joy happens when you share the faith. Thankfulness happens when the gospel is shared and when somebody responds to Jesus or at least moves in his direction. Jesus said this, go into all the world and make people happy. Right, okay, he didn't quite say that, but really that's kind of, you put the Great Commission and this verse together and that's really what Jesus is saying. Go into all the world, make people excited, leave them leaping and jumping for joy and praising the Lord. Leave them in that position and you will become more thankful and they will be thankful and everyone around will be thankful because you share the good news and the good news is for them too. It's not just for us who come and sit and worship and 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 and, and and follow Jesus. It's, it's for all those around us who don't yet know him. And when we share the good news with those who don't yet know him, thankfulness happens. The second thing <clears throat> is this, in, in this section that I see, is that this. Thankfulness renews us and keeps us out of the funk. Go ahead and say it, funk. That's a crazy word, right? We think about funk, and we think about funk as being not good. Funk is like this haze, this cloud, right? But look what he says. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. We don't lose heart. Outwardly wasting away. The body, the flesh is going to die. It's going in a hole. It's going in a grave. It's going to turn back to the earth. But inwardly, our soul, our spirit man, the eternal part of us is being renewed. It's going to live forever. That person in us, the real you, is going to live forever and it's being renewed day by day. You know the funk, right? That state of gloom and doom, that mindset of misery that comes upon us. And, and we've all been there, right? We've all had times where, where we were in a funk. I know I have. Times where you just don't feel good, maybe you're sick, and, and pretty soon you just keep moving down like, like this toilet, right? You're going down the toilet, and, and, and it's easy to get into a funk. I've been there, you've been there. Tough times are just that. They're tough, and sometimes they're hard to get out of, and they can weigh a person down and get a person depressed and get a person to lose focus on the things that they should be focusing on and begin to look like Peter did at the storms around us instead of on the one that we should have our eyes on. And when that happens, we get into a funk. One of the cures for a lonely heart or a, or a discouraged heart is a grateful heart. We turn that, you've heard the old expression, turn that frown upside down. That's, that's it. Sometimes it's just a matter of our attitude and a matter of our focus that we stop looking at the bad stuff when we get our eyes on the good stuff. When we remember that what God has done for us and what we have in Jesus, 
That truth alone, the acknowledgement of that and the understanding of that and the remembering of that can lift you up and out of the pit. That truth alone can do it. For the believer, we know that we have a lifeline from God to turn to and hang on to and reconnect with. And for the unbeliever, that lifeline is always available anytime you want to turn to the Lord. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Thankfulness renews us. Number three, thankfulness in Jesus crushes momentary troubles. You see it in verse 17? For our light and momentary troubles, see what God calls the things of this world that come up against you, no matter how big they are, God refers to them as light and momentary. We might think they're big and heavy and they're lasting way too long, but God says, no, they're not, not in the scope of eternity. They are light and they are momentary troubles and they're achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. What outweighs them all? our glory, the eternal glory that we have in him. And so thankfulness in Jesus crushes momentary troubles. The things of this world that come up against you and come up against me are tiny, tiny, tiny in comparison to what we have in Christ. And they are achieving for us glory. In other words, what they're doing in us is allowing God to use them to perfect our flesh, to perfect, to perfect the humanness in us, to help us in our own choices and will of our mind and heart to see the battle, fight the battle, choose to have faith, choose to follow Christ, choose to not let these things get us down, and to choose to let Jesus have the victory in our bodies, in our flesh, in our mind. Okay, we don't let them crush us. We let God crush them through us and in us. God is using them to shape and to mold you just like the cross. Satan thought he won when he thought he crucified the Savior, the Son of God. But what Satan was doing was falling directly into the trap that was set for him, right? He set himself up by crucifying Jesus for a resurrection that would one, one day crush Satan. So on Friday, Satan thinks he's the victor. On Saturday, he thinks he's the victor. And on Sunday, Jesus rises from the dead and crushes him. See, that's what the devil thinks he's doing to you and me with these troubles and trials and temptations. He thinks he's using them to crush you. But what God is doing is using the very same things to make you more like Christ. That's beautiful, right? See, the thankfulness in Jesus is understanding that and realizing that, that these troubles in Christ are being crushed. These momentary troubles are being crushed. Jesus said the same spirit that raised him from the dead is living in you. He has given you through your faith and your acceptance of Christ, oh, the Holy Spirit, the same one that was in Jesus and raised him from the dead. That, my friend, is victory. And number four, last thing is this. Thankfulness focuses its eyes on the eternal. Thankfulness, let me say it again. Think about it. Thankfulness 
isn't thankful because you look around and you go, man, I've got stuff. I've got a nice house, I've got money in the bank, I've got clothes on my body, I've got food in the fridge. That's all nice and well and good, and God blesses us with those things. But that's not where our thankfulness focus should be. If you're just thankful for the physical things you had, you're going to be like, like this roller coaster because at times you have and at times you don't have. And if you're like me, there's times things are tight and you don't have much at all. And you just are squeaking by barely. But if, you, if I'm just basing my thankfulness on those things, I'm going to be a wreck. I'm going to be a mess because it's going to be so on and off again. But if my focus and my thankfulness is on the eternal things of God, then they're always there and they're always good and they're always great. They're excellent and they're from God. And he pours them out on us and he's taking care of our greatest needs spiritually. And so when my mind is on that, it doesn't matter what happens down here. My head is on Christ. And so my focus, my eyes are on the eternal. He says we fix our eyes on what is when not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen, your food, your car, your house, your boat, is temporary. It's going to pass away. But what is unseen, the things that we hope for in Christ, our faith in Jesus, the, 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 the understanding that one day he's coming and we're going to heaven, those things that are unseen are so much greater and they give us the thankfulness when we put our mind and our heart on those things. See, the hope that we have in Jesus, that's the thankfulness where our eyes need to stay. Prayerful thankfulness is our faith in what is to come, not in what we have. Think about it. Thankful prayer and thankfulness, true thankfulness, is in what is to come in Jesus, not in what you already have. The things that you have are going to pass away. Use them for the glory of God. Use them to reach more people. Use them to bless other people. If you have more than an abundance, use them for other people. Don't get caught building up your own little castle. Don't get caught storing up in barns where things are going to rot it away and ruin it. Don't. Live on what little you can and use the rest to glorify God and bless other people and draw them to Christ so that their focus won't be on things either, like yours isn't. It will be on the things that are unseen. When we demonstrate, here's the thing, when we forget the hope that we have in Jesus, when we forget the eternal things that we have in Jesus, and we focus or fix our mind on the things that are seen, and then we allow them to bring us down, what we're doing is we're demonstrating an immature faith and a lack of faith and a very shallow faith. Because what we want is Jesus on one hand, but we want the things of this world too much on the other hand. And when those things go, everything tends to tumble with it. But when our mind and our heart is fixed on what Jesus has for us and the eternal things that are yet to come, then the stuff of the world doesn't matter. We'll give it away. We don't need it that much. 
right? And, and, and this faith that we demonstrate that is a weak or shallow or an immature faith is not because of what, what happens to us. It's not about the things that come up against us, but it's about the, how we approach what happens to us. It's our attitude. It's our mindset. It's, it's about our choice to fix our eyes on the wrong things. And so Paul says to the Corinthians, look, we believers, Christians, we fix our eyes on what is not seen, not on the things that are seen. And if we'll get that, we'll move into a different mentality of living. We will make a shift in our spiritual and, and life that, that takes too much emphasis off of the things that are seen and it will move it to the things that are eternal and more important where God wants our heart and mind to be. Jesus said this, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In other words, his laws and his commands and his will for your life. If you will do that, everything else will be added unto you. But when you seek the things of this world first and God second, you are messing it up. And you're gonna be, you're gonna find yourself in a, in a trouble one day. It's going to come back to bite you. Jesus said, "You seek the kingdom of God first, 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 first. Things that are eternal first." Thankful prayer happens when the gospel is shared. Thankful prayer, prayer renews us and keeps us out of the funk. Thankful prayer crushes momentary troubles. Thankful prayer focuses on the eternal, not on the temporal. Got it? It's Thanksgiving weekend. All right, gobble, gobble, gobble. It's a great time to be with your family, less than 10. And be safe. Have a good time together with your family. Social distance. I guess to do that with nine even at a table, you'd have to have a pretty big table, but... We'll figure out a way to pull that off. But it's also a great time, not just to eat turkey and be thankful for what we have in our family and those things, because all that's, a lot of that's physical stuff. But it's also a great time to count your many blessings, not just physical ones, but your spiritual ones, more than your physical ones. In fact, go around the table at some point and say, hey, what are you thankful for? What blessing are you most thankful for that is not physical. That is not a physical. Don't tell me about your car, your house, your, your, your stuff. What are you thankful for spiritually? What has God blessed you with eternally that you are grateful for this time of year? And give thanks to the, to the Lord and, and fix our eyes. Let's fix our eyes in this Thanksgiving time back on Jesus and the blessings that he has so graciously poured out on us, the eternal ones. For we are truly living on a prayer. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we're grateful. Thank you for our families. Thank you for the church. Thank you for the many ways that you bless us. Please, God, use us for your glory. Help us to see that thankfulness happens when we give ourselves to you and we give ourselves away and we share the good news of what you've done for us and we point people to the eternal truths of God. 
Great thankfulness happens, a thankfulness that goes far beyond the stuff of this world. Help us, Lord, to learn how to keep our eyes on the things that are most important, the eternal things. And we'll give you all the praise and the glory, God, because you are good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. May you have a great weekend. Be safe. God bless you. We'll see you soon.